Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Goodbye Glam Squad. Did real housewife Erica Jane and lawyer husband Tom Giraldi fool the world? Where are their missing millions? Bravo Tragic and journalist Lisa Tate tells the story of the biggest scandal in real housewives history. Hello and welcome to Goodbye Glam Squad, the Erica Jane and Tom Girardi podcast. My name is Lisa Tate. I'm a journalist and so is my co-host Jen Taran. And we're here today to talk to you about the latest developments in this saga. And there's been plenty. Absolutely. Jen, the Twitter beast is back. Well, obviously, when she went off on Twitter last night, we knew something had pissed her off. And what was that? So she announces her presence by telling us all we're boring. And in a series of early morning tweets in LA, Erica also tries to correct the record about those earrings. Now, I'm just going to let everyone know now, those earrings were given to her when they were married, not dating. Jen? She didn't like someone saying that, did she? That's the only thing she could do to pick on an article that the LA Times had this week about that jury, but they also had one about Tom's relationships with judges, so two massive features on Erica and Tom in a week. And I take it this relationship with judges wasn't about them going and playing bridge once a week, was it? No. A little bit more nefarious? Yes, it was very unusual. So we have all the shocking details and we're going to give you a top line summary of them. But meanwhile, Jen, the Twitter activity was certainly very interesting. And strangely enough, I'm still not blocked by her. Now, I don't think she does block. She just has a look at the first few replies and she'll retweet some people. But we hadn't seen her back for a while, so we're all boring. Well, okay, you're accused of racketeering. She did one tweet. Quick thank you to all that have supported me through this incredibly hard time in my life. I appreciate your kind words and I look forward to better days. And because she doesn't really understand how Twitter works, I did what we call a quote retweet. And I wrote, let me fix that for you, Erica. I'd like to say thank you to all the widows, orphans and burns victims who have allegedly funded the pretty little mess of my life. I was sure that would get me blocked, but no. No, she's only interested in one-way communication. I can't believe there still are Erica Jane and Lisa Rinna fans 
on Twitter and Instagram. And I have quite a bit to say about Rinna later on. The woman is a psychopath. What happened last week was unhinged. I said at the time I thought she was like a pterodactyl, like swooping in with her big wings and a pointy beak. It's lucky Sutton didn't lose her head. But it also makes sense of that Erica Jane telling Garcelle that Sutton was a liability from the previous week's ep. So she had no support. It was basically Erica telling Garcelle to shut up and don't defend Sutton. So when it came to Rinna's rosé launch, Garcelle was told previously to be quiet so Rinna could do her soap opera audition and go feral on Sutton. It was trying to diminish any support that Sutton had at that event. But it was interesting, Garcelle and Erica were sitting beside each other having a private chat and Erica said, I don't feel like you believe me. And Garcelle said, that's true. What an epic burn that was. It was perfect. But why didn't Erica, you've got an interesting theory, why didn't Erica go off or say, oh, what? Because she is scared of Garcelle. She's scared of Garcelle, yes, absolutely. And I think she's also scared of Garcelle and Sutton as a team. Well, last year they tried the strategy of Erica being defensive and shutting everyone down. This year they're trying to create distractions left, right and centre so we don't talk about the money. Because last year they thought they were on a winning streak, but when it was aired, it became apparent that the viewers didn't like it. No. Every dominatrix has her day, you know, Jen, and eventually there are going to be court hearings where she has to turn up. And it's going to be wonderful. She's got a $2 million tax debt. Will she wear the earrings in court? Or that panther ring, the Cartier ring. So let's get to the LA Times and about these earrings. So we're going to give you a top-line summary here of the two very good articles from five days ago. The first one is about those earrings that sit in a safety deposit box while Erica battles the trustee of the bankruptcy case. Originally, she'd agreed to hand them over, but now she's taken a different view. I wonder why that is, Jen. Is it because the earrings aren't really the earrings? Yes. So what the LA Times is doing really well here is they're tracing the gems. What's their story? How did we get to here? Now, I'll start with the beginning. Not long after they started dating, or as Erica says, they were married, Tom Girardi presented cocktail waitress and aspiring actress Erica Chahoy with a pair of $800,000 diamond earrings. I remember reading Erica's book and she said Tom did not like her to buy her own jewellery. So he was in control of where the money went to buy jewellery? and what he needed, and what his purposes were. So it wasn't possibly, in my opinion, just about buying the wife a bauble. Could it possibly have been to do with sending funds in certain directions? Yes, and she may not have known. She was bragging in her book about it. But to me, it looked like it was really controlling. Very controlling, or it was part of a scheme. So she may or may not know. Jen, there's so much money that's gone missing that cannot be accounted for. Tom is quoted in this article as saying he had $15 million worth of jewellery. Okay, so $15 million worth of jewellery. There was the house, there was a boat, there was a share in a private plane, a couple of houses here and there. That doesn't add up to the alleged total amount missing. 
So where has this money gone? Was he just a middleman? Exactly. You've heard it here first, everyone. He was a middleman. There was someone above him. Definitely, because one man can't swander all that money. If he had a massive gambling addiction, that wouldn't account for this much money. And it would be out there spoken about if he was constantly gambling. Or whatever, if he had a cocaine habit. Or whatever it is, there is too much money that has disappeared for just this couple. It's a Ponzi scheme, okay. So we look at Bernie Madoff. He was one of the most infamous financial criminals of all time. He died recently and he had a Ponzi scheme himself. Now, a lot of that money's just disappeared. They've managed to give some of it back to the victims, but this is very similar all over again. And I think in Bernie's case, there were different banks that got different amounts of money that we can't trace. There's stuff in Swiss bank accounts. So who's on top of Tom? Or is it a case all this money went to Swiss accounts that Erica will be able to access once this is all over and Tom's dead? She could set up the Pretty Mess Dungeon in Switzerland, perhaps. Well, I hope Candy from Atlanta goes her for this because Candy, as we all know, the Queen of Atlanta, she already has this type of thing set up. She is the Dungeon Queen. Exactly. Well, Erica's always talking about getting D and being a dominatrix. Anyway, let's get back to these earrings instead of creating Erica's new life in Switzerland. So Girardi recalled years later to tax authorities, it was the first significant gift I had given her. So they set the tone for their lifestyle they'd enjoy as a married couple. The jewellery has become an important plot point in the quest to unravel the disgraced lawyer's finances. Now, you guys should get a subscription to the LA Times. I think it's 99 cents for six months at the moment. They are subscriber only. They are worth reading. And then you're also one step ahead of Kyle Richards, who couldn't read the original LA Times article. Had to send it to Faye Resnick's husband because Kyle couldn't read a news story. So when the LA Times reporters attempted to trace the gem's provenance, they found a tangled web of contradictions that point to a deeper mystery. So we all know Tom loved to shower his wife in jewels. But I wonder why, Jen? Money laundering. Mm. So they were given to her around the time of their 2000 wedding and the collection grew to include rings, bracelets, watches and other jewellery. He also had paintings. Remember that priceless painting, the Chagall, that he put on the floor in his lounge room? That really bothered me, Jen. That upset me, yes. So... The earrings and other pieces came from a jeweller in LA called MM Jewelers, and it's a small shop tucked in a warren of similar outfits in downtown LA's jewellery district. So he often bought stuff from this company. Yes, the jeweller's lawyer said it goes back a long way. Arid Mike Menselin and his father had a decades-long relationship with Girardi. Now, they declined to provide specific information as to the cut or clarity of the diamonds, but he said the two stones, one for each ear, were near flawless, adding they were extremely large. Now, Erica had these earrings until 2007 when she embarked upon a career bankrolled her by her husband as pop singer Erica Jane. Okay, so you just mentioned 2007. What happened to the earrings then? Okay, well, at this point it gets very murky, Jen. I've got a timeline going. So she got them in 2000. Yes, when she was married. When she was married. And you're hinting they disappeared in 2007. Okay. There's one version of events that 
Girardi had MM Jewelers make a near identical replacement and paid for them with a March 6, 2007 cheque for $750,000. It was drawn on a bank account for clients in a drug injury case, and it is the use of those settlement funds that has led US bankruptcy judge Barry Russell to call the purchase of the earrings a crime. Okay, so in March 2007, he ordered a copy of these earrings, but we don't know whether or not the stones were going to be the same quality. Okay. What's next? Okay, so obviously, as we know now, that Judge Russell has ordered the earrings to be seized and sold. But there are other records reviewed by the Times that suggest that this version of events is untrue. And once again, we go back to Pasadena. Pasadena police said there was only one burglary reported at the Girardi's home in 2007, a theft of jewellery during a three-hour window on the night of December 28. Here we go, Christmas New Year again robbery, Jen. Was it snowing? Was it hailing? Possibly. Did anyone roll their car? Well, I may have. And been knocked out for 12 hours? So, March 2007... Tom ordered a copy of these earrings. December 28, nine months later, there was a robbery of jewellery. Let me guess, the original earrings disappeared. Yes, they did. Tom said they did disappear. They weren't in the safe. They were actually in a little cup on Erica's dresser. So, is he saying the originals went or the copy The police records are consistent with the Girardi's own timeline in a 2009 lawsuit against their homeowners association. The couple asserted in that litigation that diamond earrings were stolen December 28 from a glass jar on a bathroom counter, along with several other pieces of jewellery. Okay, so the inference I'm getting is the original expensive earrings disappeared, not the copies. So the date of the burglary was repeatedly cited in the litigation, which went on for three years, all the way to an appellate court, which in 2012 rejected the couple's claims against their HOA. In this version of the burglary, the Girardis were not on vacation when the crime occurred, but at dinner, and the earrings were valued at $1 million, according to the appellate decision. So by then... The state authorities were asking questions about the burglary and the earrings. In response, Girardi sent an official at the Franchise Tax Board in Sacramento what he claimed to be documentation of the theft, including a copy of the cheque to the jeweller, along with a sworn declaration. So the copy of the cheque, is that the March 2007 copy, the earrings cheque, or is it the original 2000 when he bought these earrings. It doesn't say in that paragraph, doesn't say. Wow, this is opening up a can of worms because no one seems to know which earrings have gone and whether or not what she's wearing is the copies. Wow, no wonder she doesn't want to hand them over. So the jeweller recounted, the matter was one of serious concern and Tom asked me to try and duplicate the earrings that were stolen. I did exactly that. The actual value of the earrings is much greater if they were to be procured at Cartier or some other store. Okay, that sentence just blows out the fact that those earrings disappeared in a robbery because if he ordered them nine months beforehand asking for a copy of what was stolen when the burglary hadn't happened, what's going on, Lisa? Are you as confused as I am? 
Well, Jen, we have our other podcast, The Prince and the Pervert, and there is even greater fuckery going on there. So I just kind of expect it now from the wealthy. So he preempted a burglary by nine months. That's our Tom, isn't it? Wow. Okay. I am still confused. This is even worse than I thought. Snakes and ladders. This is insane. So Harriet Ryan and Matt Hamilton have a second story about Tom, and it's about his relationships in the secretive world of private judges, which we call in Australia, you use them for mediations and some other administrative purposes. And I guess it's not that he had a weekly bridge appointment with these guys. Tom had unethical practices which depended on private judges who do occupy a secret corner of the legal world. So Girardi's reliance on them raises questions about whether there are enough safeguards in this highly confidential and largely unregulated industry to protect the public. So there were several retired judges and they played prominent roles in administering large settlements for which Girardi is accused of stealing money. This is terrible, Jen. What is going on? This is insider trading. This is like a jockey betting on the horse race that he's in. So he was paying them $1,500 an hour, according to the LA Times. And they were working on mass tort settlements that often involve hundreds or thousands of clients. How can you win being up against that, Jen? You just cannot. Oh, see, this is the thing that gets me with Tom. He was so manipulative. He had an answer for everything. So when he was asked about missing funds, he'd often say that the judge had impressive credentials and was just reviewing it. And there were former judges who were willing to stand by Girardi in court. Remember ages ago, Jen, I found about that cruise to the Mediterranean? That's right, when they all went on the cruise. And then Tom had this aura of invincibility. See, I'm going to say this now. That's what I don't believe, the memory loss. I just don't. He was too sharp. I put something yesterday on our Instagram and it comes from his podcast that was eight weeks before the details of the fraud came out. He was talking Lincoln and founding fathers. He was very on the ball then. And Tom would also use these judges to fend off scrutiny and he would blame delays in paying clients on health problems with the judges and they were health problems they knew nothing about. I wonder if it's when you get involved with Girardi. It's like a web you can't get out. So, for example, Jen, you know how we've seen that in the Epstein case? Like with some of the younger girls, it was hard for them to get out. I think it's similar here. So in 2001, a former judge helped Girardi improperly siphon off $3.5 million from a settlement with Lockheed Corporation by signing a sham order to release the money to him. It would have to be obvious that's wrong, Jen. In one case, Girardi's firm, Girardi Keys, told clients that a former justice had instructed the firm to hold back money. The claim was false and the jurist did not inform the clients or the trial court and fought a subpoena for months before being forced to testify under oath. Only then did he disclose that Girardi was lying. It's totally bizarre. Can I say anything else other than Tom is evil? Full stop. He's the devil. I'm just bewildered by these earrings. So you claim that they were stolen in December, but you already went and preempted a burglary nine months before by organising to get copies made. It's just insane. It's a retrospective, I imagine he would say. Oh, no. 
is Tom a real psychic? I am worried about Tom, all the robberies at that house. I hope the new owner, and I still haven't found out who that is, makes sure that they upgrade their security system because poor Tom. So much was taken. Did we find out what was taken in February 2021? No. Well, Erica didn't say anything. No. So I think that these earrings that she's keeping in the security box are the copies. For all we know, they could be glass. Or plastic. You just don't know. And is that why she's desperate not to hand them over? Well, as I like to say, they're a Randall Emmett Brown Diamond. Now, you may have come across him in Vanderpump Rules. He was engaged to Lala Kent, and she found out later her diamond ring, which was massive, was a brown stone. And look, some people like that, that's fine, but she was led to believe it was a white diamond. But also the LA Times have come down on Randall Emmett. It is just open season on reality stars. Well... People say, why did Bravo get these people in when they're dodgy? I think Bravo looks for the dodge. It's great for viewers. Now, normally when I'm watching the show, I'll flick Lisa messages as I come across something that's nuts. This time, I went a little bit further. I actually opened up a note and wrote down a note. Not a flippant message, a note. When Rinna and Sutton went out to lunch. It proved once and for all, in my mind, in my opinion, that Rinna is a goddamn psychopath. She is evil. Who else orders a steak medium well done? I'm sorry. In my past, I've been a food critic. I did it for about a decade. I look sideways at anyone who wants this steak well done, especially in a restaurant like that. At home, not a problem. Like it on the burnt side, do it but don't insult the chef. It just proved once and for all to me that Rinna is a fucking goddamn psychopath. Well, I want to say one thing about that. They were talking about Crystal's eating disorder and I thought they were gross. So I'm going to be gross here because I think maybe Rinna does order her steak cooked like that because she wants to ruin her food. So it's inedible and she doesn't have to eat it in front of people. Exactly. Like Jules on The Real Housewives of New York, she was making a calzone and put a fork in it. So it ruined the meal so she didn't have to eat it. It is something that people with eating disorders do do. But we're journalists, we're not experts, but we've already spoken about her alleged eating disorder and I've already said Tom doesn't have dementia. We're going well today. If you'd like to complain, please contact Jen. And I'll ignore you, as usual. We can talk about this eating disorder because the rest of those women, or the majority of them, the bitches, decided to openly talk about Crystal's eating disorder when Crystal wasn't there. Not just talk about it, put it on national bloody TV. Just showed how shallow these women are that they would use somebody's eating disorder for screen time. Like we know Rinna did it with her own daughter, but we expect that of Rinna. But the rest of them? Yeah. Dorit, I thought you were better than that. I know you're an idiot, but I thought you were a little bit better than that. Again, smoke and mirrors, they're trying to distract us for whatever they have going on. And also... The whole thing with Erica Jane telling 
Garcelle in the previous episode that Sutton was a liability and not to defend her as much that you don't owe her. The reasoning behind that was made clear this episode. It was so that Rinna could do her big soap opera audition, screaming fit at Sutton at her Rinna Rosé launch. So Erica telling Garcelle the week before that Sutton was a liability was to make sure that Garcelle didn't stand up for Sutton while Rinna was going off. Rinna was unhinged. Was she drunk? She was drunk on her own rosé. So Andy Cohen pulled her up for it on Watch What Happens Live. Good. But she just looked totally freaky. That's all I can say. Her hair was slicked back but with heaps of volume and then she had this red and black jumpsuit on. She looked like the devil. And then at one point they dubbed over her voice as though it was she was the devil. She basically was saying, I know, Andy. Oh, I'm hopeless, Andy. I know. I'm unhinged. All right. And he said, with your social media behaviour, you need to fix that. But still, they kind of lent into it with the devil voice because she would have loved that. Rinna is dangerous at the moment. She's out of control. She's not very nice. I don't care if this is a script that she and Erica Jane have written up. I don't care if it's distraction from Erica Jane's alleged money swindling. I don't care. Rinna is not healthy. If she's followed Erica so far down this script hole, I think Rinna needs a bit of a holiday. The other thing is too, Rinna might have realised she went too far with Sutton, so that's why she's going to come for Kathy Hilton. Distraction. Yes, it is distraction or as we call it, dead catting, Jen. And for those who don't understand dead catting, Lisa and I are fighting over the last piece of chocolate cake and Mr. Jen, my husband, walks in and puts down a leg of lamb. Suddenly, we're not talking about who gets the last piece of chocolate cake. We're talking about is rosemary or mint better on a lamb? Or in this case, everyone's talking about the alleged crimes of Tom Girardi and Erica Jane and Rennie comes in screaming about Sutton. Dead cat. So I find it intensely stressful watching parts of the show at the moment. Gives me anxiety. But the reunion is going to be... Lit. Something else. The best part about this show this week? Diana had COVID. (laughs) I said it. I have said it. I forgot about her for a second. Exactly. Who cares about her? We don't need you there with your two other friends. And that kindergarten concert? Oh, yes, the boyfriend playing. The husband or is it the boyfriend? Fiancé. Fiancé playing the piano or singing or whatever it was, yes. But one thing I do want to know before next week is who is the musician that Kyle is losing her shit about when they get up on stage? Who is that? Oh, I know. Do you want me to say? Okay. Okay, if you don't want to know, just skip forward a bit. It's Melissa Etheridge. Well, I was a bit worried it was John Cougar Mellencamp. No, but I wonder if she's going to be at that dinner. Oh, and then we saw at the end of it, Rinna crying and saying, I'm trying to do my best. And She's realised she's gone too far. You're trying to manipulate us and we see straight through you. One thing I can say about Rinna is I love her in a good wig. Yeah. I can't stand that haircut that she's always had. Because, you know, her husband likes it. Yeah, he won't have sex with her if she doesn't have her hair like that. What? That's a bit weird. That's like Tom Girardi. Do you think she's laundering money and jewellery in her hair? That's it. It's how she carries all her pill bags around now, in the hair. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh, she's so infuriating. But she did admit the worst thing she said on the show and she regrets the most is Kim was close to death. Who says that? Psychopath. Devil. Oh, and sex. Let's get back to sex. I'm starting to think that Erica Jane is talking way too much about sex. Now, who talks about sex all the time? Usually people who aren't getting it. God, she sounds like a, I don't know, dirty old hornbag. And I can say she's old because she's around my age. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe she's getting the good D. Why do you talk about it in front of your publicist? That's really unprofessional because she thinks it makes it edgy and fun. That's it. Now, remember at Garcelle's birthday party when she tried to organise the threesome with Garcelle's eldest kid and then told one of the younger boys, the twins, to fuck off? Mm. She was trying to use edgy language then too. Remember? Baby mama. Oh, my God. That was cringeworthy. It's like she drops into certain speech patterns when she's talking to Garcelle. I think, yes, she has no personality, so she's trying to find one. She mirrors who she's talking to. Because she was pregnant quite early and married quite young and then she went to LA and we don't know what happened in those few years before Tom. Can someone find out, please? That's right. She needed to find a new home. He was a regular. He said, come and be my flatmate or roommate. And then he took over her personality and she was Mrs. Girardi. And then she became Erica Jane. But that doesn't show any sort of depth. What is her real personality? Are we seeing it? I think when she was Erica Jane, she was emulating Madonna. So I think she really likes Madonna. That's pretty obvious. And being Mrs. Girardi was fun for a while, I'm sure. But she may not know who she is. That's my point. Emotionally stunted. Although when she was in New York, she knew being a mum and a wife wasn't for her. So she knows about that for her. It must be hard not to have the success you thought you were owed. That's it. She thought she was owed. Success takes really hard work. And having millions behind you means you get to skip quite a few steps, like talent. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? But thank you all for listening to Jen and I today. We'll be around on Instagram, Twitter. I'm at Lisa Podcast. Jen is at Oh Really Truly. And if you'd like to support our endeavour, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can buy us a coffee for $5. Or a chamomile tea. Or a chamomile tea. And we promise to get lit on the tea or the coffee. What do you think, Jen? Well, we've moved on from hot toddies now, haven't we, since our intervention with Rinna? Well, I don't think that Rinna has paid Sutton back. So maybe you could buy us a coffee, Rinna. That's right. How much were the seats at that table? I recall $15,000. Does that ring a bell with you? Look, I could be wrong. Could be wrong, but... That whole yelling at Sutton about that just makes Rinna look even worse. I think Rinna truly believes she's the victor in all this and she has been embarrassed and how dare you? How dare you skip out on paying for a meal? Did you know, Jen, in a few months we will have been doing this podcast for two years. Who thought we could get so much content? And so much rage out. I can imagine we'll be doing this in three years' time because when we started with the Epstein one, I didn't think we'd be doing it in three years' time and still going. 
And it's still going. This story is not going to end, I promise you. No one wants to owe $2 million to the tax office. Well, that's what we call them in Australia. Did you know Jax on Vanderpump Rules? He owes at least a million to the tax office. This is just insane. I want to know, in that safety deposit box, are they the original earrings or the copies? Did they ever find the original earrings? Did they claim on insurance? Could I do on Instagram a poll? Yes. Okay, I'll do that later today. Because this timeline is so confusing, Lisa. I had to write it down and I rarely write notes. Well, you know, it's smoke and mirrors with Tom Girardi all the way. I was looking further into the judge's story and he was calling some of the clients and it's obviously him, like Lee Marvin. That's something Tom Girardi would talk about. Do you agree? Yes. I was surprised there wasn't one in John Wayne's son's name. Oh, he loves dropping those names. Yes. So we hope you all have a great week. How do you think it's going to go next week, the episode with Rinna crying? Distraction. Let's see how people react to it. Dead cat. And I'm not advising violence against cats. No, it's just a term. It's just a term that was created in the UK. It's been on succession as well. Do you know how excited I was when I heard that, Jen? Well, I quipped back to you. They've been listening to us. Oh, of course, of course. I'm only kidding. It's one of my favourite hashtags. Exactly. So thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you soon because this is a lot to process. This timeline of the earrings is whack. We've got a lot going on with Erica and the Fox Force 5, don't we? Yes, we do. So Erica, if you're listening to us, and I know you would be because you're obsessed by us, can you send me some earrings maybe or some Cartier? It would be nice. Nice gift to us. We don't want your hair extensions. No, we don't want your hair extensions at all. Ew. And don't give Army Hammer our phone number. I'm glad you're safe though, Erica. Well, isn't he in the Cayman Islands now? He's back with his wife. (laughs) So there was a wife in the picture, but he'd been living in the Cayman Islands uh, since COVID and selling timeshares. The mighty have fallen. Yes. Stay safe, everyone, especially you, Erica. Be careful. Bye. Bye.